So yeah. probably our most complete, definitely our most complete bundle ever. Yeah, not probably, ever, for sure. For sure. Uh, our super <laughs> bundle, our new, pretty complete. Our new super maps bundle. It includes all of our maps programs. You have maps anywhere, maps anabolic, maps performance, maps aesthetic, and maps, uh, what else do we Prime? have in there? Prime. God, how could I forget that? How dare you? You've got Prime in there as well. How to set up your workouts, how to finish your workouts. Uh, you have uh, basically a year's worth of programming. Plus you get for all you. the mods that we have too. We have a ton of mods. All of the mods are free. Yeah, They're all yeah. included. And uh, what, what's the discount? Because we bundle them all together and they get like a fat... 30% does? I think 33%. 33%. Yeah. Off. Off yeah. the total price. Yeah. Yeah. So you have all that. Um, and then we have a new program that's going to... You're going to get it for free as soon as it comes out, which is coming out this week. This week it comes out. It's for anyone who has Maps Black. So if you we'll get ob- this. Obviously, if you have the bundle, you'll get this. If you have the bundle, you get all of them. You get all the mods that we've created. Um, if you actually get... If you have Black... Or any of these bundles, you'll get the kettlebell for aesthetics that's coming out. That's our new yes. program. So. It is a it is a programmed out workout utilizing only kettlebells, mm-hmm. and the goal of this workout is to improve aesthetics. Never been done before. Not not anything I've ever seen. Well, they right. in the maps fashion, right? So yeah. it still has a bit of the with our, our programming, right? Our our specific type of program, which we haven't done for one. Uh, product by itself. So. And we knew we were going to ruffle some feathers with this one too because t- doing kettlebells for aesthetics, which is not what it was created for, right. we know we're definitely going to get some people pissed off and uh, coming after us, which is also why mm. we went out and got a badass kettlebell. You, there's a special guest instructor in some of the skills videos uh, on the kettlebell uh, for aesthetics. Um, Basically made Justin look like a little bitch. Oh, <laughs> Nat, That's Nat, how badass this he's a, dude he's is. He's a good friend of mine. He's also he nationally, really did. He's nationally ranked in kettlebell sport. The guy's a fucking badass. I've never met anybody with that strength to weight ratio in my entire life. Uh, Mike Salemi um, will be teaching you some of the skills portion yeah, so we have of that. A, yeah, it's very unique in that we have some skills in there, but a lot of it is is primarily based on on aesthetics and how to improve your aesthetics. Right, so, you- so, so if you enroll now in the Super Maps bundle, uh, that's going to be the, the, the kettlebell for aesthetics will be released within the next seven days or so. You get that for free. So it'll just pop up in your library. Nothing extra for you to do. You can go in there and you can do... And the cool thing about the kettlebells is you get a, you get a pair of them, you're at home, and you could do a badass... I mean, we set it up great. Yep. It's really a badass workout. And then there's one more thing. Isn't there one more promo with the Super Maps bundle? Don't they get uh, the nutrition and fasting guide? There you nutrition go. Nutrition and fasting. You also get the nutrition and fasting guide for free. So you get your basic nutrition information set up and you learn how to fast for health. Um, that's all included for free in the Super Maps bundle. You can find it uh, at mindpumpmedia.com. All right. Some iTunes reviews. How do we do? Yeah, we had 20. 20- People review this last week. Not bad. Not no. bad at all. We're no. getting some solid numbers. Yeah. And uh, we're going to give out six shirts. Six. Six, six shirts. shirts. Why don't you... Uh, Isn't that the beast? I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of people six, 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 coming six on. So I, why don't you do again, tell people how to do the review again. How to get the review? How yeah. to leave a review? Yeah, yeah. First mm. off, your odds of winning a t-shirt are pretty freaking awesome. You figure 20 people, six won a free shirt. That's pretty good odds. I'm not going to do the math because I can only count to 12. Yeah. I'm a trainer. Um, So here's what you do. You get on your your podcast icon on your phone. You go in the search function. By the way, you have to do this even if you're subscribed to Mind Pump. They make it really difficult. So you still got to search us. Type in Mind Pump. That's two words. 
click on it um, and then click on the icon and you'll get to a screen that's going to show details and reviews and related. Just click on reviews and leave a review. And if we like it, uh, you'll get a free t-shirt. So All who's right. the winners, Doug? Our winners are L. Leanne 24, Clashium, Daniel Miele. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, so my apologies. N.D. Gross, Justin Height Art, and Cheryl Av. All of you are winners. Send your name, the one I just read, to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Include your shipping address as well as your shirt size. Boom. You guys are going to look hot. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Adam said he was going to sing for us a little bit today. Not at all. But I'm so. gonna do a little bit. Not at all. Just do your song. You know what your song is. I don't have a song. You ever. have one line that you do well. Nope. Yeah, he does. Yeah, what, you do. You already what, forgot, dude. What you? I'm going to do, though, is... No, what, no, you forgot. You I'm going to talk it. some shit about uh, the LA Expo that just happened this this previous weekend that... Um, La Expo? Yeah. La, La, La Fit Expo. Everybody be punching each other. And here, here's the debate, right? Uh, does this feed into the industry and does it make it grow and make it bigger or does it make it worse? And that's the the Rich Piana and Mack Truck throwing blows at the expo this this past Mack week. Truck? Why are, who the hell's that? He's is nobody that, to us. Uh, I don't know. I didn't know who he was until who, he like, until he punched Rich Piana. What's his deal? Who is he? I think he's I think he, he used to run like it's so funny these crews they call them crews right oh these, they used to be friends right yeah I think so I think they were all buddies <laughs> okay I think one of the and I have no re, I have no idea why they divided but they split off and Mack Truck has his own brand or whatever they, everybody does right you get a t-shirt brand once you get a thousand oh, followers man. and he uh, was talking shit to Rich or vice versa who knows how it started and then they started throwing blows inside the expo. And then it turned into this big old, you know. By the way, if you're trying to spell Mack truck, it's not the normal spelling. It's actually T R U C C. Yeah. Yeah. Trucka car. It's a trucka car. Yeah. Because we like to take words that are easy to spell. Well, you know. Oh, and Mac is M A C. Something like this happens, Mm. and you think that it's 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 laughable, right? Like, oh my god, these guys are ridiculous. I can't believe they're actually getting into fights. At a bodybuilding convention like this, did somebody have sex with somebody's girlfriend or something? <laughs> no, that would it's that usually, would uh, that would warrant an ass whooping. Although I, would, I still would not do it at a convention with all kinds of people around it, and, and <laughs> at my booth where I'm running a business, like it's, it, you know what, I most certainly wouldn't do it. I there. always, every time I see grown men uh, posture with each other, like, yeah, what are you gonna do, man? Huh, huh? And they're like staring because that's kind of what it looked like in the video. Like they were mm. talking shit, mm-hmm. and then they were kind of staring each yeah. other down. And then one of them makes a punch. It's 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 literally like fucking uh, two primate monkeys. Like we're gonna stare each other down and establish. And even though it doesn't mean anything to humans, like what's that mean? What are you doing? I understand defending yourself. I understand if someone's stealing something from you or hurting someone else. But we're gonna stand here and stare each other down and try and act like like if someone did that to me. I just turn around, and be like, okay, bro. <laughs> like you're gonna be, you're gonna, oh shit, you're staring at me trying to act tough. I, I think like I'm, you. I think I'm gonna leave and go make some money. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. It's yeah, crazy. I'm gonna be productive. So I, yeah, but here's the sad part is that people fucking. I mean, why do why do soap operas and yeah. shit like that still have crazy ratings? So do you think that this was staged? Like it's one of those like because I feel like a lot of these things they bring a lot of attention and they see that negative publicity or whatever it still gets them a lot of press so well you know what like uh i i the only reason why you could i felt like you could see kind of see the animosity and stuff but i tell you what i mean the mac truck guy was real quick to sell some t-shirts off his youtube yes yeah that's <laughs> hey. right you showed me that oh my god hey, it's hilarious i'll, I'll say that's i'll say brilliant. this i'll say this yes yeah. all day long i don't know <laughs> the guy uh, uh but that was fucking smart yeah. like immediately does a youtube video and at the end of it, because he explains his whole yeah. thing, like what happened. And at the end of it, he's like, oh, by, by the way, I got these shirts. By the way, I got uh, these shirts. $15. I was like, hey, man. Yeah. I mean, if it was staged to sell the shirts, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. If it was just a fight and then he sold shirts afterwards. I mean, b- both both are kind of smart. You know what I'm saying? You got to respect yeah. that a little well, bit. Well, I mean, the reason why they, if either one of them have any, I mean, for sure, Rich Piana has had a lot of success uh, peddling his supplements and stuff. And I'm not, I don't know enough about Mack Truck to know how successful he is or is not. But I mean, there's obvious hustle to these guys. I mean, there's there's no doubt in that. And that to me, what what made me even interested in getting into competing in, in the industry was, I saw this. I saw guys like that at the top making all this money, and I was like, wow, if these dudes just off a of hustle can get all the way to the top in this industry and make a lot of money, there's so much room for somebody to give good information and actually help people. Just a bunch of ogres like yeah. slamming into each other. Why my fucking whey protein? Bleh. You know what also? <laughs> you know what also came out this last weekend or just so stupid. yesterday? Was it yesterday? Yesterday, <laughs> Lane Norton wrote a blog on fucking gut health. Oh, yeah, I saw that. We got well, tagged a couple well, times on that. Well, well, excuse me. Well, look at that. I'm Now, you know what sucks is I have to be a member and pay his membership fee in order to read the rest of his blog so I can oh, hear his full opinion on it. I see. Because I'm really interested how he's going to swing this, considering he just launched his supplement line not too not too far before that. <laughs> Dude, you have you <laughs> really have interested to, this. I, if I was him right now, uh, with all the information that's coming out on on the microbiome and, and its direct influence on pretty much everything in your body, including your brain, I would be prepping myself for a massive shift you know what i mean like he's on this big boat right Mm. he's got his supplement line he's got his business built on and many of much of it is built on iifym and on the fact that you know he says artificial sweeteners have no impact on the body right and so now he's probably this is what i would be doing i'd be thinking to myself like oh fuck how do i steer this yeah. massive ship in another direction. I've got all this. How do in- I angle this for a while yeah. to sell the rest of my inventory? Yeah, because I've got you know yeah. $50,000 worth of inventory of, of uh, you know stuff that I need to sell mm-hmm. before I can change. So what I would do if I was him mm. is I would write articles that showed everybody that I was starting to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Then I'd start putting shit on sale and blowing it out mm. while building up an inventory of supplements that are naturally flavored and stuff like that. Do you think that he's makes that, a lot of sense, Sal. Do you think he's that clever? Uh, I, I do. He's definitely intelligent. I don't know about business-wise, but he's a very intelligent guy. Hmm. He's also science-based, so I think it's hard to be science-based, you know, uh, uh, kind of that kind of an individual and then ignore the the science that's coming out. 
Um, and he also runs with, uh, or he's close to people like, you know, Dr. Dom Diagostino, who you've got to know is in his ear saying, hey, man, like this is something you should pay attention to type of deal. So, mm-hmm. But I love that he wrote an article on it. It's funny because, let's see, Mind Pump's been on the air for two years. Probably one of our first 20 episodes, we really dove into gut flora yeah. and its impact on everything from fat loss, muscle building, you know, overall health. Nobody was talking about gut health in, in, that, in that regard, in our industry at least. And now it's it's great to see other people start to bring it up. Kind of some some of these mainstreamers like didn't our boy like Wayne Norton didn't our boy Mark just post on our private forum about that? Didn't he give a little love and mm-hmm. shout it about? Yeah, that? he mean, said that was one of the reasons why he liked our show was because we were the first ones to really talk about that in the whole muscle building. And he's been tied into that industry almost as long or longer than us. I mean, he's oh that industry probably close, longer. close friends with Joe Donnelly. Yeah. And he's been. Uh, been with him for a long time, and then uh, that was the, the reason why he kind of jumped ship because there wasn't anybody that was talking about that. Because, the, I mean, the science was there, and it was continually to more and more was coming out. I remember when you first introduced us, and the more I dove, the more information was. I was like, God damn, dude, how is not anybody speaking about this in the industry? And so you see now I, like people like Lane Norton coming out, which to me that, that explains to why he never really said anything to us because you know there had to have been this like inner battle. And that's why I was always like, man, there's a part of me that kind of feels bad because, you know, he Lane's been doing this for a while. When Lane first started doing this, God, it was over 10 years ago when he started to try to make his mark. And his big thing that he came out, he was speaking out on all the uh, coaches that were coaching these bodybuilders just terribly with their diet. And, and so I really believe that, Lane's intentions when he first came into the industry were completely pure and awesome. And I I thought he gave great information and he kind of shook up the bodybuilding world. Mm-hmm. But then once he did that and he gained his notoriety and he had a bunch of uh, followers and listeners, the next thing to make good money is to make the supplements. supplements. And, and that I think it's, you know what it is. It's unfortunate because if you work, I, I feel for the, I feel for them. And I'll tell you why. If you work in the fitness industry and you are, uh, you know, a success-minded individual. You're a driven individual, which he obviously is, right? He competes at some of the highest levels, naturally, both in bodybuilding and powerlifting. He's also uh, very educated, which uh, takes some definite, you know, commitment, especially during that time he's writing articles and stuff for, you know, bodybuilding.com. So he's a busy person. So here you are, you're driven, you want to grow, you want to build a business, you, you have two options. Either option one is you get real fucking creative and you come up with a new way to, to, to do well in fitness or you go the path that everybody goes, which is supplements. You know what I'm saying? Um, because buying, opening up gyms, you're probably not going to make that much money no. opening up gyms. You could, teach, you could teach seminars, but seminars require you to be there. There's lots of planning. There's lots of, you know supplements are people buy them every month it's an right. easier it's way yeah people are going to keep reordering it, it's an established way to to make money in this industry if you want to you know build your business so i feel for people like that because like what do you do i mean well you know look what we had to do we had to get real we had to say okay we're going to stick to what we what we know is good and what you know stick to our own expertise and integrity and make exercise programs and I'll tell you something. Everybody told us we were crazy. Like nobody does that and <laughs> right. does well in the fitness industry. But we're like, look, this is what people need, and this is what we're good at. Um, and then you know, now we have other plans as well. But so I feel for people like that. But here's the thing: like, if you want to stay relevant in in the industry, especially now in the age of information, 
you better fucking be prepared to change. Yeah. And to and to pro and to uh you know to progress because what you may think is the right thing today, new science may come out and and show that you were wrong. And Don't if, you find it crazy how bad though uh, people it want to be put in camps like this? The whole that's why I brought up the Rich Piana it's thing. It's tribe. It's tribalism. It's tribal, and it's easier. Yeah, you know right? what I mean. Like you don't have to consider all these other effects and, and all these other directions that uh, you know you could potentially go in, and and so it's like it's it's so much easier and comfortable to kind of wrap around a whole system just around like one sort of methodology. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's where it becomes sort of like they get protective over it because it's like, well, this worked for me. And, and of course, like initially, like most of these things, they will work initially. Mm, yeah. Right? You will see some kind of change in result. However, your body adapts. Now what? Yeah. And, and, and again, just like what Justin's saying, I mean, tribalism, uh, people, you know, people get ridiculous over their football team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. This, you know, I'm a Raiders fan, so I'm gonna fight you. Yeah, people have died. Yeah, I mean, stupid shit. It's like just, that. it's just this, this fucking leftover primitive human instinct that we had when resources were scarce, when we weren't, you know, uh, when we were starving all the time, of dying of, you know, freaking the elements all the time. So we had to protect our own and be within our tribe. And if we saw another tribe, well, they probably posed a threat more than they were you know, uh, benefit to us. Right. So we, we fought them and we had to, you know, be with our tribe and our own culture and our own, you know, ways of living. And so people, it's this leftover primitive instinct. And so people are like, I'm a Lane Norton guy. And he says, IIFYM and fuck everything else. And that's what I'm gonna follow. And it's a very dangerous way of thinking. It's gotten humans in a lot of trouble, especially as we've progressed, mm. always be open-minded to learning new things. You're going to learn, you can learn something from, Almost any camp, uh, maybe not all of them, but there's always sometimes a, a little kernel of yeah. of good information. And there you can usually pick up from them. steps, you know, to to progress you, you know, in a certain direction. The problem is that people get stuck in that step, and they don't realize that there's a next step after that. Dude, the 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 microbiome represents such a new uh, and breakthrough field of research. I cannot. There's no words to explain just how breakthrough and revolutionary and new and how impactful this new field of research is. They are finding some incredible things. I was just talking about this on the, we, I do, we just did a live uh, Q&A for, just for the forum, which by the way, um, becoming a member of our forum includes, you know, where we'll get on there live on video and yeah. and talk to you guys and answer questions. And We get a little more intimate and we hang out. Yeah, and I was time. talking about... Um, you, you know, uh, I was listening to Rhonda Patrick's uh, uh, podcast. Great podcast, by the way. Super, super heavy on information, though. So you might find it boring, but if you're one of those people who likes the information, great podcast to listen to. And she had a, a, a researcher that talked about um, cholesterol on there and how a lot of what we believe uh, to be true is wrong. For example, the very simplistic notion that HDL cholesterol is uh, good and all LDL is bad. And he went in and broke it down and said, no, LDL actually comes in many forms. One form is the high-density small particles, which are the ones that tend to be the ones that cause problems. And then there's the, the bigger, more buoyant forms of LDL, which are uh, protective and or benign in, in, in comparison. They don't have problem, you know, issues with – they don't cause issues with 
heart disease and how if you just look at LDL, it doesn't tell you nearly the whole story. And then he talked about a theory as to why our bodies will produce more LDL at certain moments and why some people, you know, they'll get just really, really, you know, high levels of bad LDL particles and why, you know, they're more prone to heart disease than other people. And one of the theories is how um, these particles attach themselves or are used to promote an inflammatory response because your body has a pathogen in it. So there's something in your system, in your blood or in your gut that your body is neutralizing with uh, these LDL particles. Um, And we know that cholesterol is very, very closely connected to your body's ability to fight infection and protect itself. In fact, older populations with high cholesterol live longer um, than uh, older populations with really low cholesterol. And one of the reasons is they just don't get infections nearly as much. They just don't. And when you're older, when you're elderly, uh, one of the main causes of death is uh, infection. And they're finding that they don't. So they're thinking, holy cow, this inflammatory response that happens in the arteries that then you know oxidizes some of these LDL particles which attach to the arteries, which then you know pack up and cause things from stroke to heart disease, is really a side effect of the fact that there may be a pathogen uh, in your system that we haven't identified Hmm. that your body's... So it's literally the byproduct of your body helping itself. And if you just don't take care of it over time, that side effect is you get, you know, heart disease and stuff. And this is a theory, but there's some science that's kind of supporting it. yet. It's not not established yet. But uh, my point with all of that is uh, this field of research when it comes to the microbiome is so... So incredibly uh, breakthrough and Im- impactful on us, and ever evolving too. I mean, yeah. it's not, dude. So much like, what, what about what about uh, what you know what you found recently too in the last like year or two with cholesterol and strength and like the more that's starting. I mean, that's uh, something that we did. We talked about what God it was. I want to say almost a year ago. Or yeah, it was yeah. over a year ago when we first put that out. Yeah, there. it's been there's a long time since you revisited that. There's uh, there's several studies identifying uh, that uh, increasing your dietary cholesterol intake, which now, by the way, the FDA is about to basically tell everybody that dietary cholesterol is no longer a nutrient of concern. In other words, you don't need to worry about eating cholesterol because it doesn't really have a, a, an impact on. Health Egg, in a negative eggs, way. Eggs, butter. Yeah, so go ahead and eat it. You know, if your diet's healthy and everything, and uh, unless you're, which is still mind blowing for a lot of people. Yeah, like, I still talk about it, and like, there's just so many people that still. That's why I wanted him to revisit it. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They can't even like fathom that, especially when they're eating like butter, and they, they just think that that's going to lead to some kind of like heart attack or you know your clogged arteries. Well, even no, they're, they're even saturated fat. They're these, they're doing these huge studies and showing oh shit like. Saturated fat intake is really not connected to mm-hmm. a lot of these problems. Uh, it will raise cholesterol, but not not in a bad way. And then and then at the end of the day, it's not increasing heart disease. Same thing with eating cholesterol. There is, I want us to be clear, there is a small percentage of the population that may have a genetic variant. To oh, there's where, always exceptions yeah. to that. Yeah, where, where, and, and you'll produce like un- ungodly amounts of cholesterol and in those cases, then they have to, you know, they'll, they'll prescribe medications. Just, that's very and, rare. It's rare. It's not common. But yeah, uh, eating cholesterol, what they found is that uh, when they fed people large amounts of dietary cholesterol, like 800 milligrams or 1,000 milligrams, which is like five times more than what the FDA used to recommend, um, that their strength gains uh, were much higher. 
and um, just in the they were working out and their strength gains were like significantly higher. I've experimented with this myself, and I've gone through like a week or two of very high cholesterol intake. So I'll eat like you know five, six egg yolks a day, and I'll eat some chicken livers, and I've gotten it as high as 1,500 to 2,000 milligrams, and I do get a strength boost for sure. The thing is that the strength boost doesn't continue. So I'll get the strength boost, yeah. and then it kind of stays there while I eat that high cholesterol. So it seems to be some type of adaptation. I've noticed with myself. Now, in the studies, they show just overall – better strength gains from people eating uh, more cholesterol. So well, this is why I like to undulate it because I did the same thing after right. you said that I went went and kind of – and what I did was I took uh, – instead of like being hung up on exactly how many milligrams I was going to go to because I think you gave me a recommendation like, oh, eat this much. I'm like, well, let me go back and look at my, my fat secret What your normal app. is. Or yeah, whatever. let's see what my normal is and then I doubled it. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to double it for a few days and – by about the third day was when I really noticed like a, a strength increase for sure in my workout. So, it's you, but then just like you, when I continue, if I kept staying up there at those levels, I didn't see like it wasn't like this. I wasn't progressing every single day. It was just like I noticed this. Oh wow, it was like a surge. It was like the first time that you had extra caffeine before a workout. I felt like that. It felt like it amped up my workout more than I had uh, felt in the la- the previous two weeks. Yeah, I think it ha- may have to do with the CNS. Uh, more than anything. Oh, really? I think so, because in these studies... Not hormonal, huh? Um, well, hormones have an effect on your CNS. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can give someone testosterone and they'll get strong w- way before they start to gain mm-hmm. size. Um, so there's definitely a CNS effect uh, going on with hormones, but I don't know if that's from the, the cholesterol yeah, that per such se. A, that's such a good point right there that I've never really even thought about. That when you do take, uh, you know, testosterone, mm-hmm. that there is this instant. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could take a... The androgen receptors are mm. uh, definitely in- intricately tied to... Before you even build muscle. That's, correct. That's fascinating. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, it's. I don't know why I never even thought about that. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as you take testosterone, it's within like two or three days, all of a sudden, all your weights are increasing. Yeah, but you, you didn't build a muscle. Yeah, exactly. No, you're no difference in size. You couldn't have built that much so muscle. the receptors already. just got you more connected? Uh, I, I, you know, that's a good question. I should, I, I would, I, I think I'll go in and, and research exactly why that is, but I know for a fact that, um, hormones do have an effect on your, you know, your CNS. Um, well, think about it this way, like higher testosterone will make you feel more aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's a function of your CNS, right? To get you in that kind of aggressive, like, you know, state. Yeah. So that's definitely, a, a, a one of those effects. I know, uh, athletes who will take, testosterone suspension which is just super fast acting form of testosterone and they'll take it like you know four or five hours before uh, an event and they'll go in there with like a big boost of performance um and definitely wasn't because they built more muscle in five hours so but i think that may be why the cholesterol um is is making people stronger but nonetheless again you think you know everything and you really fucking you really fucking don't. So just yeah. kind of stay open, man, because the human body is far more complex than we ever imagined, and the microbiome represents a whole new yeah. field of research. And we're, we we know a lot about it, and we know nothing about it at the same time right now. Like they have no idea what's a good one, what's what are good, you right. know, profile, what a bad profile. They don't know what a you know person's microbiome fingerprint looks like. They don't know how to make bacteria stick in your gut. You know, that's why you have to keep taking probiotics. Uh, mm-hmm. Just all kinds of questions that uh, I think will be answered you, next you time. You know what? You just you just reminded me of something that I've been meaning to bring up on the show <clears throat> because you're talking about how important it is to stay open and that, you know, a lot of these guys have, you know, cornered themselves into, 
you know, the one way of thinking because they've doubled down on their mentality or what they were preaching 10 years ago and the science evolved. Um, I always like to share whenever our paradigm has been shattered or there was something that maybe we had said on the show that I've kind of changed my views on and something that I talked shit about about two years ago on this show. We haven't. So a lot of you may have never even heard this, but. You know, we when we first started, one of the one of the questions, one of the first questions we got asked, we were talking about the elevation mass and all these different tools, and, mm-hmm. and one of them was people that walk around in the the vibrant. What are they? Vibrant vibrams. Yeah, 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 the vibrams, yeah. the the five finger <laughs> shoes or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I was kind of making fun of that, right? Because I just think it's uh, over the top ridiculous. But after spending all the time that we have spent with Brink and seeing how dysfunctional our fucking feet are and how messed up we are. Because we are no, we are not connected to the ground, and our shoes are just major crutches yeah. uh, for our feet. And after seeing the improvement just from adding the barefoot walking, you know, twenty minutes a day, and I've been training a lot barefoot. Um, God, it's made a huge difference in all the rest of my imbalances mm-hmm. that were stemming from the feet. So I remember you made fun well, of me because I owned a pair. Yeah. When yeah. we first recorded Oh, that. yeah, but I'm pretty sure if we go back and listen to that episode, we all kind this of... It was a less dorky way to do it. No, we yeah. did. We yeah. did. Yeah, I feel we like did. as a group, a as a group, we all kind of chimed in on that. And yeah. But I did have a pair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had the minimus, uh, but not the toe. You and, know you and, know what? If you own your own gym or you work on your garage, I mean, of course, be safe, but work out barefoot is like the best fucking thing to do, man. Well, I want to add on to that, though, because I remember this moment, too, with, with uh, going through that process of, like, my toes and, like, evaluating with brink. the function. Yeah, like... Just, I brought up to him, I'm like, well, so I have these hammer toes and my dads have <laughs> hammer toes and I'm like, I'm best basically destined uh, to get them broken. Like my dad actually had each one of his toes like broken because, oh. yeah, because it got so bad and arthritic uh, where he was just like basically walking on top of his toes. Um, and so like they broke him to straighten him out. And I'm just like, fuck, is this really going to be my destiny? You know? And he's just like... You know, you can work on this. I'm just like, what? You can work on this. You can work on that flexion extension of the toe. You can you can pattern a certain way every day to, to to challenge them and get them connected to where you know you can actually correct this problem. And that was just so mind blowing to me. It was so simple, but it's such like a, a like a thought that like we put no emphasis on our toes. We put no emphasis on the way that you know our, our feet are are contacting the ground and like how, how we're, we're, where the pressure and force is dispersed. Dude, which we which have, is ironic with when you think about how many muscles and bones are in the foot in comparison to anywhere it would else. Be right? like, it's, the it's, foot is intricate, Dude, man. it's like, it's imbo- it would be like ignoring your hands. Yeah. You know, it's because as trainers, this, let me, let me explain to you as listeners just how much education we receive on the foot. Zero. Yeah. Nothing. Never. I've never seen anything geared towards trainers that teaches you really about assessing the foot and its function in the body. Probably, which is which is now that I know is is very sad because I'll tell you what, of all of your entire body, if you were to take your entire body and measure dysfunction for the average person, the average person in the modern world, the area where they would exhibit the worst function and the the most dysfunction would be the foot, one hundred percent. There is nothing on your body that is more supported by modern apparatuses since you can, since the fucking day you can walk like your feet. Literally like your feet. Nothing nothing comes close to how fucked up, you know, in terms of your body, like your low back, your posture, your shoulders, 
all that stuff takes it starts to get messed up as you get older. Kids, their feet immediately, you know, I, I mean, pretty early on are pretty messed up because we're always in shoes. Yeah. And it's funny because now that we are starting to educate ourselves on it, I look at my feet and I look at other people's feet and I'm like, toes aren't supposed to look like that. Like your feet aren't supposed to move that way. Yeah. You've literally learned to move and walk in shoes. And if you wear heels, Oh my God! Now throw the ankle in there, yeah. and it's just your body has formed around. And meanwhile, this. we're just getting insoles to support dysfunction to like, crutch it. Yeah, oh God, crutch even, like, even worse. Now, yeah. now that being said, uh, when you go to walking barefoot and trying to work on your feet, take your time. Well, you can't just jump into it. No, because you'll hurt yourself. Well, it'll and it'll cause problems. And I think that's like where I don't want. I want to. You know, I. I like to come out and admit when there's something that I think we are wrong or that I said that I, I want to retract a little bit, so I am. But then at the same time, too, I'm, I don't want to say this and then everybody go run out and buy these five-finger shoes and then they just walk around in them all day long and they think it's going to solve <laughs> no, all their problems. Of course. I, I think that uh, learning what's going on in your feet and understanding uh, how to correct that and then walking around barefoot or walking around in these five-finger shoes – could help that if you're doing it with intent. Does that make sense? Like, it's not just putting the shoes on doesn't like magically fix your dysfunction in your feet. No, because you're gonna move just with the dysfunction. same. Yeah, yeah, you've already created these. Pork. It's like doing squats, but your hips aren't firing. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do a bunch of squats, but you never corrected your hips. Exactly. Yep. So I just want to make that clear that it's not like the, and and the shoes don't fix that. You know, that's that's just being grounded, being more connected. It's getting you. It's getting. Uh, it's getting rid of your crutch. Basically, your shoes are a crutch for your feet. And getting down to that, you're getting rid of the crutch, but you're still not addressing the root cause. So you still need to learn to get a, either one, assess yourself or get a professional like a Brink to assess your feet and be able to break down what exactly you're doing. And then while you're walking around in these types of shoes or you're walking barefoot, you're kind of addressing that. Like, I mean, it sounds so silly, but I remember when I first, uh, so I had the right ankle was pronating a lot more than anything else that was going on in my ankle and feet. So that was the first big. So I try and look at like the the big things first, address them. Once it gets better, then I ref, get to even area. So now I'm like down to my toes. Like I was focused on the ankles first, getting rid of that dysfunction. And so the first thing was the pronating in my right ankle. And once I became aware of it, then I even realized, go, you know, I drink a lot of water, so I probably literally pee like ten times a day. And even when I'm standing at the toilet and I'm peeing, I, I look down, I would look down at my feet and that right ankle would just would fall back into in pronation. Hmm. And I thought, wow, so I've just gotten the habit now. So 10 times a day when I pee, <laughs> I'm, I'm exaggerating the opposite. So I'm uh, <clears throat> externally rotating and I'm just, I'm sitting on the edges of my- Maybe what you do to regress is just start to sit down when you pee. Yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> no, that would be a bigger crutch. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like a girl, you know. When you mean? start <laughs> rotating, just pee on your feet. Train yourself, no, no. or hold yourself. No, with your no, feet. no, like, no, and, no, no, and no, like no. a chimp. I just want to make. I just want uh, people to understand that this is kind of this, the same way that we apply uh, strength training is is very similar to my mentality when I go to correct something. Is I'm going to, and somebody asked just today on the private forum. They asked on the uh, asked. Uh, you know how I got down in the baby baby squatting squatted position when their hips and their low back are bothering them, and it was like, well, I couldn't get there. I couldn't address my ankle and my feet that much until I could really address the hips. At least not if I'm going to do this in a squatted position. So if you're trying to get down in that position, you got to fix the big issues first before you start breaking down the little ones. So uh, making sure I, I I worked on that that ankle, and then I now I'm breaking down to the mm -hmm. toes and I'm working there. So. 
you know, there's little things that you can do like that once you're aware of it and then and then start addressing it just by being connected, by looking down. Like all I have to do is look down at my feet. I can see that it's pronating now. And then I roll it on the opposite, opposite direction while I'm doing that. And that's 10 times a day I'm getting that. Meanwhile, while you're holding your coffee with your feet. <laughs> you like I that? Need, yeah, <laughs> I need to take a picture of that's that. That's progressing. Right that's there. excellent. Oh, shit. Huh? There she is. Look at her hammer toes. God, she's beautiful. What? Today's Quaw is being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. All right, starting up with Nocturnal Face. If you could go back and teach the Golden Era guys, what would you share with them about the future of training? And what one thing would have changed that era or made it better? You know what's funny about this question? What's the golden era? What the, are you talking about? The golden era of like bodybuilding. Arnold, Arnold days. Oh. Yeah, like the 70s, 60s and 70s. Sometimes they say the 80s too, but I think it was the 70s. You know what's funny about this question? If I go back to the 70s... And they probably had better habits. Yeah, dude. They had yeah. better habits than we have now. If I look at their diets yeah. and their... Because their diets were uh, basically natural foods, yeah. all natural foods, lots of they fats and... shit ton of it. Yeah, lots of fats and, and and vegetables and, you know, they eat lots of... They eat protein. They definitely did, but they didn't go crazy with it, but they did eat lot. You know, like whole milk and butter and egg yolks, and they weren't um, eating powdered protein. No, they. Yeah, ate, when, did, when did powder protein yeah, hit the market? Well, it did hit the market before. It was like in the sixties and seventies okay, that it really started to hit. I was wondering, but they it, didn't really use it because I don't. I don't remember ever seeing Arnold ever talk about no. protein. Powder. He sold them. Saw him eating. He sold them later on in his time. career. No, but it, early on, I don't remember ever seeing him in the seventies. Uh, Weeder had uh, weight gain and you know different supplements okay. that started to come out that okay. they would sell. I don't, I don't think they were huge. I think they tasted like shit and they were horrible. But uh, their diets were better than the bodybuilders now. Their workouts, their training programs were better. They're better. Yeah. They're better. So, so Arnold, he wrote about this in his Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding, the original one. I don't know if the newer revised version has it, but. He talks about working out, squatting, and doing calf raises and stuff barefoot. And you can see old videos of them working out at Gold's. And Arnold would be working out barefoot. There's some workouts yeah. where him and Dave Draper would work out. You know, the, the yeah, uh, Dave Draper's awesome. He yeah, the a, blonde bomber. Yeah, and they would work out barefoot. Dave Draper's from Santa Cruz. That's why yeah. you know who he is. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I worked <laughs> out his gym. Met him a bunch of times. They also now they did high volume workouts. They would do a split routine, high volume, so 20 sets per body part. But they did lots of uh, frequency. So Arnold's workout. Now keep in mind, Arnold is a uh, a freak of nature when it comes to recovery. Well, he there, there's bodybuilders now a, as a power lifter. He did powerlifting and, and weightlifting. Yeah, um, yeah, in his youth uh, in in Austria. But Arnold is a freak when it comes to recovery. More even compare him to, to current bodybuilders because his routine was twenty plus sets per body part. Three days a week, he would hit every body part, and he did a split routine. So he'd come in the morning, he'd work out for an hour and a half, then he'd come in again at night and work out for an hour and a half, and he basically did this six days a week, hitting each body part three days a week. Um, he did no cardio, pr- didn't need it because fuck, you're working out, you know, so much with so much volume. 
But here's the thing about Arnold and those guys in the 70s is they definitely worked intensely, but they didn't go to failure that often. I know they talk about it, but when you watch some of the workouts and their videos, you can see that they're stopping about two reps short, probably because they couldn't, right? They were doing so much volume. So the workouts were interesting. Lots of free weights. Uh, the machines consisted of cables. So they would use cables, but that's pretty much it. There weren't a ton of I mean, what Selectra's pe- equipment. I think what people don't realize, like if we were to compare that that era to to now, like wh- where we've gotten better in bodybuilding, if we're just talking about bodybuilding, is uh, the the drug usage is on a whole nother level. <laughs> they're just yeah, they're just more. I mean, if, they're kamikaze if, with if, it. If, man. if I would love to have seen what Arnold would look like if he was on <laughs> the same amount of gear as Phil Heath or Kai Green were on. Yeah. Like I, I mean, cause yeah, because the, back the, then they used they used uh, steroids. That's all, all they used. Yeah. So testosterone and derivatives. And and they didn't use insulin. They didn't use growth hormone. They didn't use peptides. And they then didn't the, use and, all this crazy and shit. And the dosage. And the doses don't even come were close. Nowhere, nowhere near. Yeah, they were. I mean, the dosage in comparison uh, to to now is. And they and they cycled them. Back then, you can still see if you go online, you can look up old you know uh, pictures of Arnold, but b- when he wasn't competing. So. Oh yeah, you can see him when he's at the beach and he's hanging out. Like and he looks awesome still, but he doesn't. He's look- like twenty pounds lighter because they cycled him. Yeah, they would go on them for a competition, then they'd go off of them. All of them did that, and none of them stayed on them year round, which meant none of them had to really use all these auxiliaries. Uh, you know. You know, estrogen blockers and you know uh, aromatase inhibitors and all these other, which didn't even exist. I don't even think Novadex existed when they were taking all these steroids. You know, it is such a. This is, I knew this question would create a little bit of debate and discussion because I I do find it really funny that I think for, from our point of view, I think there's a lot that the guys now could learn from the old guys back then that they were doing that was at least you know, much better for you for overall health, right? Like as far as like you talk about the barefoot, you talk about eating the whole foods, they weren't shoving all this. Their cycles were even, you know, a lot less uh, stressful on the body. They dedicated like, time to getting sun. So they didn't, yeah, they they didn't even tan in the beds, in the tanning beds. They would actually go to the beach after their first workout. Or, Get that real vitamin D. And they go lay out in the sun. Um, so they did a lot of a lot of the right stuff. I, I Even the workouts. You know what's funny? So, we're, you know, there's a lot of stuff we've learned about mobility and form and stuff that I would love to teach the guys of the golden era. But the guys today need to know more, need to know more of that than they did back then. Because back then, yeah. you saw them doing cross training more. Yeah. Like they would go, like Frank Zane would run. Uh, they, did, they took ballet classes to learn how to pose better. Right. They did all these different things. Uh, the ranges of motion in their form was way fucking better. Arnold and those guys... Really, I mean, there were definitely the bodybuilders back then that trained crazy uh, with shorter ranges of motion, like Bertle Fox, the guy worked out like a maniac, ended up actually actually becoming a maniac and killing his girlfriend and going to jail. That's another story. Uh, but Arnold, Arnold and those guys really emphasized long ranges of motion, getting the stretch. They weren't doing these short little pumping type movements. So it's almost like they knew mobility better too. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. I know. Uh, although I would love to go back and teach them, you know, uh, myofascial, you know, techniques and mobility techniques, and you know, maybe well, they would have been open to it if they're doing ballet and yeah, dancing right, and shit. exactly. If yeah. you, I mean, at that point, and that's what was so neat about that that era, like they they were just real pioneers, man. They were out experimenting with all these things and and all these natural things and they're hanging out in the sunlight like that they were going and taking ballet classes taking movements through full range of motion like working out barefoot 
a lot of this stuff, like the, the science has really evolved now, but I mean, they were really a lot of the pioneers, a lot of this stuff. So I feel like you look at the generation now and, you know, if you were to call the generation now pioneers in anything, it would be pioneers in the pharmaceutical area. It's, it's been consistent that way because even yeah. the 80s changed uh, and the steroid use became more, you know, technical. Um, and then the 90s came and then it was the megadose. The 90s brought the megadose era. That's when you had the mass monsters. Dorian Yates came out, and everybody's like, "What the fuck is this guy Ronnie taking?" Coleman, like the guy, and then like, Coleman came out in the you know in the two thousands or you know, I think ninety nine. He won the Olympia's first one, and then it was just insane. But I'll tell you something right now. Here's here's something that's funny. Bodybuilders from the seventies today look better and healthier than the bodybuilders from the nineties today. Because if I see a lot of bodybuilders who who existed and compete in the nineties today, if they're still alive, a lot of them are in horrible shape. Yeah. You look at some of the guys from the 70s, like Frank Zane, Serge Nebray, you see them today, and they're all in their 60s, and some of them in their 70s. Oh, who's the guy that they I showed you? fucking amazing. Who's the guy I showed you the other day, too, that I didn't know who that was? I asked you, uh, someone did a post of him. Oh, Francis Benefato. He was yeah. an 80s, 80s oh, bodybuilder. But a lot of them look better now than the guys who competed in the, in the, in the 90s, man. So I don't know what these guys are going to look like today, you know, 15 years from now, be if they're going to be around. It will be, it'll be interesting. They'll be hooked up to machines. Back physio. <clears throat> Top three habits you can utilize to optimize your efficiency and da- daily uh, productivity. Mm. So meditation. Yeah. Wow. Exactly what I was going to say. Mm. Med- meditation. Isn't that funny? Yeah. First well, it's because well, it's where we're all at right now. I mean, I think yeah. currently. Well, I mean, it's funny because it's like it's taking time to do nothing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Well, you know, uh, you, your girl said something to you. That I thought was was a, a great analogy yeah. for people uh, to under to correlate those two together, right? So if you're looking for to optimize efficiency and daily pr- productivity, uh, shout out to Jessica. I mean, as she was telling this to Sal that you know what it was like is your brain is making space mm-hmm. for things, mm-hmm. right? And when you think about that, like that's so true. Sometimes we're just we're over inundating ourselves with information and visual things and stuff we got to do and just tons of, of, of stress and, and added stuff on our plate and our brain to absorb that, you know, I could see how it all gets cluttered or you forget things every once in a while, but allowing yourself to meditate really kind of allows yourself to, to put those things in their place. Yeah. And I think eliminating things is a really tough thing to do in this day and age because of that simple fact that we're getting all this stimulus from so many different sources all at once. And, um, you know, everybody can access you at any point, whether it's email, text or phone call to where your body is, is in this heightened state of constantly being on. And at, at any moment, like it could have, an interruption in your own thought process. And mm-hmm. so like just to be able to shut down and eliminate um, these things from, from uh, infiltrating their way into uh, that process where you need to actually have self-reflection. You need to think about things harder and you need to think about them longer uh, in order to improve. And so it's uh, such a good point because it's, it, it's, it's one of the hardest practices right now in this day and age. So I, this question for me is uh, really hits me in a personal level because I've had to, obviously, uh, as uh, our our listeners know, I've gone through or been going through about to complete uh, a, a year long process of divorce, and I've got two children, and uh, that <clears throat> probably the most stressful thing I've ever gone through, and it really m- messed with my ability to be 
productive because, and, and now I can kind of identify, you know, cause I tried to be the observer during the process and really observe what was going on. Um, and one thing that I noticed was, and I, I, I see this is, this tends to be true with a lot of people, especially clients I've worked with is that when you're in that state of kind of stress or anxiety, you, you, you can't do anything. You're almost frozen in, in place. And a couple of things that really have made a big impact on uh, on my ability to uh, to be productive and efficient. We talked about medica- uh, meditation. Um, it, it, that was huge. Literally taking the time aside to do nothing um, and just be present. And that's really what meditation is, is trying to be present. Allowed me, uh, opened up the space in my mind to remember things because I was so forgetful. I was so like, I couldn't remember shit and I was pissing me off. I thought something was wrong with me. But it's because my mind was so fried from just being stressed out and anxious. So taking that time aside uh, really opened up space in my mind to remember things and to do things. Number two, it was, uh, this This really helps too, is to remind me that every journey is taken uh, one step at a time. So when you're looking at a goal of yours or work or whatever, it could be anything like, oh my God, I got to clean the garage. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck, if I look at the garage and look at the fucking mess that's in there, it's going to seem so daunting and just so crazy that it will, I'll put it off. I'll avoid it. I'll avoid the pain of doing it. Um, or uh, it's going to, or it'll impact the rest of my productivity for the rest of the day. But if I remind myself that, look, this happens one step at a time and I just go in there and handle one step at a time before you know it, it's, it's done. And while you're doing it, you're focusing on the, or, or you're really only paying attention to small pieces of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so this is true for nutrition, for exercise, for pretty much anything. I want to lose 30 pounds. Well, let's focus on some of the small steps that help me get there. And that helps with uh, productivity. Yeah. And even just taking that aspect alone, like I've this year, I've, I've already started to try and do this. And I know we're trying to do this with our business because it, it just goes off in so many different directions and just harnessing the ability to to write down a list and, and keep to very few items, but things that you know you can you can scratch off the list. Yes, and, and it feels so good to do oh, that. Right? It's so yeah, you get so much satisfaction out of that, and then it motivates you the next day to um, just just keep at it and, and keep and, and you get that same feeling because you know that um, you're being productive and, and things are actually happening versus just grinding it all the way out and having all these moments where you're not productive because you're just kind of taking things as they come you're at you. You're just running around in yeah, circles. You just, it's just about planning. It's really tough for people that have a lot of ideas and, you know, like our brains are running a mile a minute and sprinting. So then, you know, take in combination with the meditation part of it and then start focusing on, you know, the priorities and then you can really start to kind of formulate a really good checklist for yourself on a, on a daily. And so now here's a, here's a third thing uh, that I started doing that I want to um, talk about real quick because I have seen now I've now been doing this for about two weeks, and now um, I just got into a, a place where my kids have uh, their own rooms, and so now my kids will be with me uh, more often. Um, which by the way, fuck man, I feel like my life is like, is like complete now, it's back, you know what I mean? So it's fucking awesome. But it's this routine that I started uh, because of some of the information we've learned about sleep and the importance of how light affects your sleep and how you want to 
you know, eliminate electronic light and do this and that. So this new place, this new place that I'm living in has uh, every light is set on a dimmer, mm. which is cool. So what I do now is I, I know I'm going to go to bed. Let's say I set my time to go to bed at 10, right? At 8 p.m., I dim the lights. So now it's dark. It's nice and kind of dark in my, in my house. And then by 9 p.m., I turn the lights off and I light candles. Even if we're up and we're you know eating or reading or conversing or doing things, little by little, I'm bringing my system down. Then I go to bed at 10. I go right to sleep and I wake up. I have more time in the morning because I wake up earlier and I feel fantastic. Well, so my kids now are with me, right? So we started doing this with the kids. And anybody who knows kids knows it can be a massive pain in the ass to put them to bed, especially because now they're in a new place, right? They're in my house. Oh, wow. Are you noticing a difference already? Dude, last night. So so for sure, I'm like, my kids are going to have a tough time, especially my daughter. She's young. And she was going to be scared sleeping in her new room by herself, you Mm -hmm. know, and... You know, I thought she would be scared. And so uh, what I did is I started doing that, right? I, she goes to bed at 8.30. So by 7, I'm dimming the lights. Like, it, it's dim in the house. Wow, what a great little mm-hmm. subtle tip that for parents that have young ones that they can start incorporating now to oh. help train them to settle themselves down. And you, and you wow. just you just do your normal routine. And like, we're not changing our routine. We're just making it dark in there. And they commented, the kids are like, it's real dark in here. I'm like, yeah, but it's fun, right? And they kind of liked it. Then 30 minutes before bed... I took. I just lit candles, mm. and the, my kids fucking loved it. It's fun, you know. They're like, "Oh my god, this is so cool!" And of course, if they want to go up the stairs, go to the room, you know, you turn on the lights and you know, real dark or whatever, and let them go up. And I'm even thinking about getting little candle holders that we can walk around with, <laughs> just because the kids will have fun. With it. <laughs> but bro, dude, I put them to bed. Right? She goes to bed at eight thirty, and she's like, "Oh, I, you know, I'm a little scared." And I kind of laid with her for ten minutes. Went right to fucking sleep. Didn't wake up at all. It makes sense. At all. It and does make sense. Both of my kids got well, up early on unlike, their own. I've been like wrestling with my boys. Like, right, go to bed. <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> no, it settles them down. It was so fucking awesome. Uh, that's actually, I'm really. And then I gave them a Xanax. Do and not. It was perfect. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, I can't, I actually want to hear you. special juice. Make sure you follow up with us on the show because that's really, really fascinating to me because I think every kid remembers growing up and being in your bedroom with your lights on and playing with toys and mm-hmm. this, and then mom coming in and being like, okay, lights out, it's bedtime. And then That's you a sh- hard transition. It yeah, is a very hard is. transition. Two minutes ago, I'm playing with my trucks and Hot Wheels with the lights on with, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you're going to tell me, shut the lights off and I have to fall asleep. Like, yeah. that transition that's not there. But now maybe if I'm in there and the, the can- it's candle, I'm interested to see how that works. Dude, it kids. worked you, like you got- a charm yesterday. And it works on me and it works on Jessica. Like, we... We notice we go to bed and it's 10 and normally I'd go to bed and be like wired. Okay, I got to watch some more TV. I got to mm-hmm. went to bed, man. And we're just like, oh, you just That's feel chill. so. And you wake up early and you feel great. It's mm-hmm. like, it's, I guess, I mean, you're following kind of the natural oh, you know, light pattern. No, right? it yeah. makes so much sense. You know, I, and I know this is, so here's something that I'm kind of going through right now too. I know we like to share the stuff that uh, has been kind of eye-opening for each of us. So when I, when I first did the whole fat to fit thing, I remember part of like, how I justified not going to the gym or not working out was because I was just business grind, 100% business grind. I was working, working, working like crazy. And just, I definitely felt like one of my clients, you know, and I, and I remember reflecting, that was really what motivated. I remember looking at myself one day and waking up going, what the fuck happened? And then going like, oh my God, I sound just like one of my clients that, oh, I just don't have the time. You know, I don't have the time to do that. And when you really think about it, you believe that. You really believe that because you're already having days where you're not accomplishing everything and you didn't even work out. So it's really easy to believe that when you say that. Now, what I remember when I I went and I started back on my kick was that 
holy shit, like I was getting so much more done now that I was dedicating this hour inside the gym. And that became very fascinating to me that, wow. And I, I became more and more and more productive and more and more things were getting done because I was starting to slot that out and prioritize myself first and my, my overall health. And then that started to reflect my efficiency throughout the day at work. And I always told Such my, a good point. And I always told myself that, you know, when those moments come again, because one day this will come again, that I got to remind me, and I'm going through that right now. So we just, you know, man, Mind Pump is, I mean, I couldn't be happier with how much it's exploded and there's so much going on with our play. And I have a handful of people that I still help and I've been having a really hard time getting them in to help them out because I'm just so overwhelmed with stuff. We're traveling and guests and yada, 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 right? And so my workouts have been really sporadic. And, you know, I was just kind of thinking of reflecting on this when I was meditating, okay? And I'm going like, you know what? Like every time that I, I, I make sure that I make time for myself, I always have a productive day. Like the day is, no matter how crazy and busy it is, and it doesn't always, and what I have to remind myself is that it doesn't always have to be this intense lifting. Like that could just mean for that hour, all I'm doing is mobility and working on my imbalances and correcting things that are going on. It feels so good to do. I feel so charged up after I do that. I feel so accomplished and it sets the tone for the rest of the day. Yeah. So I can't stress that enough that, man, you want you want to optimize your your daily productivity and your efficiency, make time for yourself. And this is why I'm, I also am a big fan of seven days a week, not, not three. Three is all you need to be lifting weights and that's how our programs are designed for foundational days. But make an hour of time for yourself seven days a week. And in that hour, maybe it's not even lifting weights at all. Maybe it's completely recuperative. Maybe it's all only working on your balances. Maybe it's just priming. You and for a massage or Yes, whatever. or a massage yeah. or whatever. But make that time for yourself. Don't lose that because you got busy or you fell off for a little bit. Keep that slotted for yourself. Don't let that... Because you're because so much is on your plate right now, you can't imagine fitting an hour. Make that hour for yourself and then pay attention to your efficiency. Restaurant quiz. With most groups of people, every person has a label, like the wise guy, funny guy, quiet guy, etc. In your honest opinion, what do you consider your labels are and why? Oh, God. Yeah, wise guy, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who picked that question, Adam? Yeah, was that? Uh, I picked all of these questions. Oh, yeah, I like think. label ourselves. Yeah, it's what what will we label? You know, you know, I, I get you know, I don't like the fact that I'm labeled as like you know the handsome one <laughs> or like you know the, the uh, cool one, best dad hair. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like yeah. I, it's not <laughs> all the inboxes I get when people uh, are saying that. Uh, That's not true. Yeah, uh, the smelly one. Yeah, well, yeah. you guys call me a nerd all the time, so I guess I'm the nerd. No, I don't think you know. Maybe maybe it's easier for each of us to to say what the other guy is labeled as. God, I don't know. I hate labels. I don't think any of us like mm. labels. But if we are being honest with ourselves, and yeah. um, I you know, I've I've had this. I, I get to be the narcissistic guy, which uh, I I truly do not like. <laughs> I do. I don't like it because I I try and uh, I try and talk. It's about- so hard to say that too because it's hard to say. Like, no, I'll tell you why. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to say. I don't like being labeled a narcissist. So let me talk about myself and tell you why. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you're fucked, right? What do you say? It is. It's right. How do I defend you can't myself? Talk your way out of right, it. Yeah. So let me that. tell you my story. Yeah. So I'm not a narcissist. Yeah, yeah. Let me justify how I'm narcissistic. Now, yeah. uh, you know, if you had, if you never listened to the episode that we had with uh, what was your girl's name, the doctor? Oh yeah, 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 Collie. 
Dr. Yeah, Colley. Yeah, yeah. I, for her last name is not, I, I can't even pronounce it. But it's Colley. That yeah, was I love opening. Her. She's uh, a big listener, by the way. So shout out to Colley. Yeah, much. You know she trains with Jessica now. Oh, I didn't oh, nice. know that. Yeah, nice. Jessica trains. Oh, her, you yeah. didn't yeah. tell us that. Yeah, I no. knew they would love each other too. I feel like we should do a follow up to we that. Sh- that we, was so good. She was awesome. She was really. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed her her episode, and we I took was, a whole personality test with her. It was yeah, really and of cool. course it felt good because she I was she the justi- murderer. She, she justified uh, my narcissism, so I thought that was great. <laughs> well, you know what? What, it, what yeah. was enlightening because she talked about the difference. Oh, it was right? the good. It was the good type. Yeah, yeah and and I think there, there. I think that's the God. That's the 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 fine line like how do you how do you do that how do you um how are you extremely confident yet humble at the same time i think that's the one of the hardest fine lines well you have to have a higher than average because narcissism can be bad or it can be good you have to have a higher than average sense of self-confidence and narcissism in order to lead people because Mm -hmm. you literally have to think to yourself that you can lead these people better than someone else and that you're confident in your ability to do so. Right. And and those of you listening who are leaders know what I'm talking about. And those of you who are listening who are not leaders, which is most of you, know what I'm talking about too. Because for the most of you, if you were to if you were chosen to lead something and you're not a leader, it makes you really uncomfortable. Like, oh fuck, what am I yeah. gonna do? They're right. gonna lead these people the wrong way or whatever, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but that's one of the things she talked about how narcissism gets a bad rap and that there is a a healthy level of it, and then in order to be a leader of any sort, you need to have a stronger bit of it in order to feel confident enough to do what you're doing. Yeah, mm. so I guess if I that would be mine. I would say that uh, you're I've the been, narcissist. Yeah, I've been labeled as the the narcissist guy. I don't uh, think so. Really? No, See, you don't think so? No, I don't think you yeah, get labeled as an yeah. as a narcissist. I think. You're obvi- okay. You're obviously the the bodybuilder of the group, um, which even I, though, even, I, I, I don't like that one either. No, and I don't. I don't. <laughs> and I don't mean it. I don't mean it in the sense of like the information that you present, just because you competed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all. It's just the experience based. Yeah, I mean you. I mean I'm not really like the athletic authority here or anything, but that's just like one of those things that that kind of sticks. And quiet. I, I I don't know. I guess I'm the quiet guy, even though I'm not really that quiet. It's just that like I actually listen to people. Yeah. You know? and I, <laughs> I guess that's a flaw. Well, you're on, well, you, <laughs> well, you're on a show with well, you know what, two you, big mouths. Yeah, right. Hard to, you, you know, you are yeah, yeah. you are labeled as a quiet guy, but you know what's neat? Uh, Katrina asked me about this too. She's like, you know, she asked about the experience this weekend with all of us, and now Brink involved in the in the circle, and she goes. You know what did, did you guys do? You guys like always just like when you put it together, you guys like always agree on everything. I'm like, oh god, no, oh god, no. I said, yeah. I said, there's sometimes where there's it, it gets it's like yelling, but it's not yelling at each other. I said, it's yeah. You notice that too. We yeah. all kind of like had our moments of where yes. we were just like, oh, this is my point. So yeah. what what we were saying, I was saying, yeah, her, but the mutual respect. Yeah, well, let of me course. let yeah. me explain yeah, yeah, yeah. the story that I shared with her what, that happened. I said that okay, well, you know, this can turn into this where Sal and I are kind of you know, yelling at each other back and forth. And it's not like we're yelling at each other. We're yelling about our point because we're passionate about it. And a lot of times like Doug and Justin, because they're labeled as the quiet guy, they'll just kind of sit back and they're just kind of evaluating what both of us are saying back and forth. And then typically one or both of them will side with either Sal or I, and then we all kind of agree on that's the direction to go. But every once in a while, Sal, I mean, uh, Doug or Justin will say they'll speak up loudly. And what Sal and I always do, and I caught it multiple times this weekend, is no matter how heated and loud we're going back and forth with each other, the moment one of them to speak up that loud, we both shut up because they don't because they don't do that often. So we know that if they if they're interjecting like that, that I know they have something that they really want to say that's important. And I value that because 
they don't do that a lot. A lot of, they spend most of their time listening and evaluating, and and then they kind of chime in after Sal and I have been going back and forth. But every once in a while, they have a very strong opinion about something, and they'll interrupt us while we're in the middle of that. But it's neat. It doesn't turn into this like yelling over each other. Everybody keeps uh, 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 then nothing gets done. No, automatically yeah. no. they sh- fighting. They- fighting happens when your ego is too uh, undeveloped and sensitive to accept that someone else may have a differing opinion than you. And that someone else may actually be right and you may be wrong. Mm-hmm. That's fighting. We don't fight. We yell. We get you know uh, passionate. We believe in our, our positions. But we're also extremely open uh, for ourselves to be wrong. In fact, I don't – I mean I, I can speak for myself and I, I know you guys agree because you guys have said the same thing. I don't care what the right answer is. I just want to get the right answer. I don't care if it's my answer. Right, right, right. Yeah. I just want the right answer to come out. And when we get to that, it's like, it doesn't matter. I don't care who came up with it, who was wrong, who was right. At the end of the day, we're looking for the right answer. And that's what makes, uh, makes it, uh, a, 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 that's what's good about having a team that works well together. Otherwise, you get people who just, they don't care who's right or wrong. They just want to be right. They want to be the one to come up with something or whatever and get the credit. I mean, and you get all these egos clashing and then shit, you know, shit goes wrong. Um, yeah, I would definitely say, Justin, more than the quiet guy, because when we first started the show, you were more of the quiet guy. I think you're the funny guy. Wow. I don't know. And the, and the guy the girls like the most, obviously. <laughs> well, that's true. He's constantly <laughs> getting uh, yeah, you know, compliments on that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I, I'd say you're the, you're the funny guy. You're probably the one that brings a lot of the humor. Well, yeah, you're, you're well, that's probably, the only way I can get in the conversation half the time. So Those are, those are probably like the two. Thing, right? yeah. Probably quiet, quiet and funny guy for him. You're probably nerdy and something else. Yeah. Because I don't like to think, I, I think you know, we, nerdy we say, but I think you're you're definitely considered uh, the smart guy. You're the guy with the, the ability to rattle off studies. You remember those uh, very, very detailed and... Um, I love that uh, about you, and you. I think it's a, a huge strength. Yeah. I think uh, if there's anybody that's ever, a, a I know we lean hard on like some of those facts, you know, because we've yeah. heard it all the time. But then it's like, oh my god, I can't, I can't like get it. Yeah. And so it's, oh. it's nice that you can just pull it up like that. So no, fast. it's it's awesome. And if there's ever anybody that I notice that uh, doesn't like that or is offended by it, a lot of times that's just their own insecurities because you speak in authority, like you the way you talk and you speak passionately about things. So mm. sometimes that rubs someone the wrong way and they think that, oh, Sal thinks he's a know-it-all. Like, no, I don't think he's a know-it-all at all. I think that he actually remembers fucking shit really, really well. I've been called a know-it-all since yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. It's, it's funny. And and you, and, and, and a It's know- funny because I like I like people's input you know what i'm saying it's mm-hmm. like i like that i like debate shit i do it on social well, media all and the time. that's what i mean like there's never been a time where and i know i know how i can be for sure when i'm feel strong about my own opinion like i can be really really rough uh to work with and you know if sal was a know-it-all and uh, had to be right all the time man tell it we would never work yeah, you guys would have fought a long time ago. right exactly yeah. right for sure we would have fought over that but he's not i mean if uh just like i said it literally goes down like that there is times where we are getting like we just were, we're creating something right now and you know 
someone has a very strong point that it should be this way. And then someone else is like, no, it's, I feel it needs to be this way. And we just go back and forth and it always leads to, yes, uh, it presents itself after all that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, so, oh, okay, let's just do this. So I think if, if people knew that about you, that you're not, it's not like, I think probably those same people probably think behind closed doors, we all sit around and then like, you know, Sal does like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And this and that, like, <laughs> no, it's not like that at all. That's, that's what happens. And that's probably, and, and I'm <laughs> sure probably think cause Justin's the quiet guy and the funny guy that he's, you know, is just, you know, the entertainment factor. For no, you know, it was, what's funny was including, yeah, <laughs> what was funny was including, uh, someone in our process because up until mm-hmm. recently it was different huh because we have a creative process when we go to develop uh, put together a program you know like when we went to when we put you know mass performance together or aesthetic or prime or anywhere or any other program that we put together it's a creative process so we have we usually have a direction like okay we want to come up with a program that does this um, and then when we, we go and lock ourselves in a room somewhere and there's this entire creative process that includes uh, lots of yelling, lots of movement, uh, writing on windows, uh, you know, you know, sometimes drinking alcohol, get things loosened up. And, you know, so meanwhile, Doug is, you know, feverishly trying to record shit and trying to hurt us, uh, you know, together. And many times what comes out at the end of it is nothing like what we thought we were going to come out with. And to have someone else be a part of it, you know, uh, Brink, we had Brink be a part of it. You know, he commented a couple times like, "This is crazy." Like, what yeah, you guys do is I would crazy. love, and, I would love to bring him on the show again and, and talk about. Oh, his I want to ask him. Yeah, I want to ask him. That'd what he thought about rad. that. So. Yeah, you know, he he. Uh, I mean, he shared a little bit. I mean, he talked a little bit about uh, what what he said it was like. Um, you know, f- for a guy, which is always neat too, because such an uh, intellect, right? And to have to try and create something and put it on a piece of paper that you know you're going to deliver to uh you know thousands of people all over that's the world digestible yes that's digestible was you know a very unique process for him and i think that's where i think he realized the real magic light was you know it's it's one thing to have all this knowledge like and to, to know all these things or how to help somebody and you can be in a badass trainer in your field or a badass movement specialist or chiro therapist whatever but to be able to, you know, uh, explain that to somebody virtually mm-hmm. is yeah. is quite challenging. Get them to understand it like immediately. Like it's that's such a different mindset as to, yeah, you have all this awesome knowledge and you have all these words that like intricately describe it on a medical level, right? But now try and explain that to Susie so and so on the street. Right. That's actually what train that's what who good just trainers wants, Yeah, who just wants to feel better. Yeah, right? yeah that's, that's what good trainers know how to do is they know how to communicate uh better than than knowledgeable but bad trainers. It's that yeah. whole communication process. Shout out Susie so and so. You know, it's <laughs> funny too. It's uh it, it definitely is a creative process because I was talking to, to to um to Jessica and, and I was talking about how we went up to Guerneville and how shit was gonna flood there and I'm like, fuck man. And she goes, Why don't you guys just like stay around here, like just stay at somebody's house and stay around here. And I thought about it and I'm like, theoretically, it would be the same thing, but it's not. And the reason why it's not is because it's literally a creative process. It's literally getting yeah. in the car, packing our shit, yeah. driving there. In the car, there's a sequence of events that typically happens. Yeah. We're typically recording shit. It starts shit, it up. Yeah. It starts in the car, getting there, getting everything situated, and then and then locking ourselves in and being far away from everything in a new town. Like the whole thing is a creative process that uh, mm. what I think is I don't know if it's necessarily necessary, but it feels that way. You know uh, what yeah. I mean? It's 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 the process now. It's kind of a formula that we've established. Yeah, and I hope it never changes. I know. I love. I hope it, it never changes. Yeah, no, it. it won't. I don't yeah. think so. Hey. 
If you like Mind Pump, leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. If we like your review and we pick it, you'll get a free Mind Pump t-shirt. Go to mindpumpmedia.com, by the way. Check out all of our programs and our new super bundle. And you can also find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. Adam is at Mind Pump Adam. Justin's at Mind Pump Justin. And our fearless producer... Doug Eggy is at Mind Pump, Mind Pump Doug. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. Mind Pump.